Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Oracle Network. Look deeper. Hello, this is Eric Carter Lundin, the host and producer of True Consequences, a true crime and mystery podcast with stories based in New Mexico and the American desert southwest. We'll uncover cases such as the Toy Box Killer, one of the worst serial rapists and suspected serial killers in New Mexico's history. We will also discuss mysteries such as alien sightings, as well as hauntings and other weird things that happen in this area of the country. I hope you'll give me a chance and listen to True Consequences. I think you might enjoy it. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, 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 Rainbow Warriors. This is my disclaimer. Beyond the Rainbow is a true crime podcast. It's not suitable for young children, and maybe not even for some adults. I tend to swear like a sailor, and I'm kind of proud of that. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, Rainbow Warriors. Has the world gone completely fucking nuts or is it just the United States? Please, help me out here. Haven't we been going through enough with the COVID-19 pandemic? With quarantine? With social distancing? Why are we killing people unnecessarily? Most specifically, minority groups. Why are law enforcement, whom we've hired to serve and protect us, killing for no purpose? Is it because of the color of our skin? Is it because of whom we choose to love? Is it because we aren't the gender they believe we should be? Why is this happening? Before I go on, I must say I have great respect for those law enforcement officers who do what they're hired to do, serve and protect us. The legit officers who put their lives on the line to try and make society safer. The good officers who have no biases against anyone. Frankly, I'm proud to know some of those. But there are just too many shady cops and not enough good ones. They all should be good. We can't afford to have the overzealous, gun-happy, racist, sexist, good old boy assholes that are busy playing Call of Duty on their off-shift time. And then they bring their bullshit to their job, and it takes it to a whole new level. It's happening far too often, warriors. Mostly with white male officers, but we've even seen it not too long ago with an off-duty female officer in Dallas. She pulled into her apartment complex, parked her car, went into an apartment because the door was unlocked, and she shot and killed a black man who was sitting in his underwear on his couch eating a carton of ice cream. There was no freeze, no, I'm with the police, put your hands up. She just sees him, shoots him, and kills him. And then she realizes it's not even her fucking apartment. It wasn't even her fucking floor level. And then she calls 911 and expresses her concern she's going to lose her job over this. Bitch, please, you just killed a man. 
A man who had come home after a hard day's work, got into his comfort clothes, was eating his comfort food in his own apartment. What the complete fuck? And now in Minnesota, this bitch white man cop is going to pull a move, a move, by the way, that killed my beloved Pousset in Orange is the New Black. This cop is going to put his knee and all his weight on George Floyd's neck and take his life over what? A previous grudge? Or was it because George allegedly bought a pack of cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill? George Floyd's life was worth way more than a pack of smokes. I just watched a video on Facebook of a black woman named Candace. She was saying she refused to look at George Floyd as a martyr. And that's fine, girl. George Floyd wasn't a martyr. He was the proverbial last straw of something that's been going on far too long. Quarterback Drew Brees is in trouble because he said, all lives matter. Well, yes, Drew, they do. But not all lives are in constant fear on a daily that they're going to lose their life over a routine traffic stop. Oh, (laughs) by the way, this is Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT. I'm your host, CJ. I apologize, Rainbow Warriors, for getting so worked up over the situation at hand in our country. I know we've had incidents like this under different administrations. We've had incidents like this for years and years. But I cannot help but think that the orange dude is making matters so much worse. He's part of the good old boy club. He condones the police brutality, which is evident in the poetry he writes in his tweets on Twitter. Uh, you loot, we shoot. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell kind of leadership is that? Someone please dip the Cheeto in honey and throw him to the violent protesters. If this goes on another four years with his leadership, say goodbye to the United States of America. As it is, we're already entering into another civil war. If only we can make America not embarrassing again. Okay, I saw that on a bumper sticker and I loved it. You're probably wondering if I'm ever going to get off my tangent and get into a case or two. Yes, probably. But you know you secretly love my rants. This episode is dedicated to all minority groups. But staying true to my genre, the cases I'm going to tell you about will involve members of the LGBTQ community. I call this episode The Shady Blues as it'll be about the crappy, shady cops, the cops that are a big part of today's problem in the United States. Just the past couple of weeks, the end of May 2020, the 12th known transgender was murdered by the police in Tallahassee, Florida. Tony McDade was a female-to-male black trans who had been beaten up just days before his death by five men. He made a Facebook Live video showing his wounds after being beaten up. And he also waved a gun and said, next time, I'll be ready for my attackers. On May 27th, Tallahassee police were out looking for a murder suspect to a stabbing. They pulled in front of an apartment complex and they saw Tony. They immediately pulled their guns and yelled, they immediately pulled their guns and yelled, stop moving, Nigeria. Okay, Nigeria wasn't the word that was used. The word's the N-word. And that word to me is one of the most vile words in the world. Even though it's just a word. So the cops yelled to Tony, 
Stop moving, Nigeria. They don't say freeze, put your hands in the air where I can see them, get on the ground, none of that. How do I know this? A witness was taking a video which posted to Facebook Live. And then Tony stops moving. And when Tony stops moving, they shoot him dead. Later, the cops say that Tony had a handgun on him and there's a bloody knife nearby, all of which cannot be seen on the witness's video. The two police officers involved have claimed Marcy's Law, which means in Florida, officers' names won't be released after they've used force in the line of duty. Pretty sus if what you say is true, coppers. If you're telling the truth, why are you hiding behind Marcy's Law? Since Tony's murder was only a few weeks ago, there's no information on a trial, or even if there's going to be a trial against the police officers. The case is still being investigated. 2008, Memphis, Tennessee, a black male to female trans was brutally assaulted in a police station by officers who were trying to book her. 40-year-old Dewana Johnson was a sex worker. She was picked up on some prostitution charges. When the booking officer told her to come to his window and answer questions for him, he wasn't sweet about it. He used derogatory racial and LGBT slurs. And because Dewana wasn't responding, he was pissed. By Dewana's account of what happened when she was interviewed by a news crew, also by watching the surveillance video in the police booking room, the cop comes out of his little booth. He walks around a row of chairs over to where Dewana is sitting. The cop yells at her, Why aren't you answering me? Dewana sits tall and she says, Fag and he she is not what my mother named me. The cop takes out his handcuffs. He puts his handcuffs around his fists like a brass knuckle and he starts beating Dewana in her face. Another cop comes into the picture and instead of stopping the abusive cop, this one holds Dewana firmly in her seat by her shoulders. So this way, the other cop can finish with the beating. Finally, Dewana, a large-boned tall woman, is able to stand up. She clumsily swings at the officer who was hitting her. It didn't look like she made any contact, though. Dewana has blood streaming down her face. The cop backs up, and Dewana sits down again. The cop moves forward and strikes her in the face yet again, and he pulls out a can of mace and sprays her in her eyes. She falls to her knees, and he pushes her to the floor and handcuffs her hands. He handcuffs her hands behind her back. Other officers come in, as does a nurse, but they all bypass Dewana. She's clearly in pain. She's writhing on the floor. She's been punched so many times in her face and sprayed with mace. But all of them, even the nurse, walk past Dewana, and they go see if the assaulting asshole cop is okay. How is any of this right? It's not. Protect and serve is what law enforcement sign up for when they choose this profession. Not to be abusive. Not to be manipulative dicks who elevate hate by instigating situations such as this. Both of the officers who had a hand in Dewana's beating were fired. Thank goodness. Dewana was released and her charges were dropped. She in turn filed a lawsuit against the city of Memphis for $1.3 million, two weeks before Dewana was to go to trial to testify against these two cops who assaulted her. And a few weeks after the assault in the police station, 
Dewana was trying to get back on track. She was struggling with a drug addiction. She was done being a sex worker. She really wanted her life in order. She planned to go back to her home state and live with her mom. Just hours before she was going to get on a bus and go back to her mother's, Dewana was murdered in the street, execution style. A witness saw three people running from the scene, but no one was ever apprehended. When Dewana was alive, she was very vocal about the brutality she suffered at the hands of the Memphis police. Strange how she was silenced just weeks before testifying in court about the officers who assaulted her. On a warm summer's night in 2015, Brooklyn, New York, a 29-year-old lesbian was walking home with her girlfriend from a concert they had just attended. Stephanie Dorsian and her girlfriend were both about 5'6", and ah, they weighed about 110 pounds. They both had small bone structure. The two women were holding hands on their way home. They were laughing, and they were talking about the concert that they had just enjoyed. Suddenly, a large man, about six feet tall and 250 pounds, bumped into Stephanie from behind. She let out a small surprise shriek. She turned around and she asked if he was okay. His answer was to yell, Mind your fucking business, you fucking dyke. She told him to watch his mouth. The burly man then shoved her. She told him not to touch her. He then grabbed her by the hair and punched Stephanie in her face. He continued to attack. The big man put her in a chokehold. Stephanie knew if she didn't do something, she was either going to pass out or maybe die. She couldn't breathe. Her only defense was to bite him. And bite him she did. Both women yelled at the man to leave them alone. But he wouldn't. He pushed Stephanie down to the ground. He started to put handcuffs on her. And he identified himself as a police officer. Stephanie's girlfriend said, show us your badge then, but he wouldn't. Laying face down on the ground handcuffed, Stephanie pretty soon saw officers in uniform running towards them, and she thought to herself, oh good, we're going to be saved by the real police now. The real police were there to assist their buddy. After being called more homophobic slurs, the uniformed cops, they began hitting her and kicking her. Her and her girlfriend were then loaded in a squad car and taken to the station to be booked. And then Stephanie was taken to Rikers Island Jail for the night. Stephanie, who had never ever had a police record, never been in any trouble at all really, was being sent to one of the worst jails in America. Stephanie was lucky it was only for a night. Her girlfriend was able to come up with enough money to bail her out the next day. The off-duty cop immediately filed charges against Stephanie. His story was that he heard her and her girlfriend fighting, and then Stephanie followed him to his car and started to punch him in the face. Stephanie was charged with assault, menacing, harassment, and resisting arrest. As if this tiny woman is going to follow some big-ass guy twice as big as her to his car and pick a fight for no reason. The case against Stephanie was dropped. Someone must have realized how stupid this was. Stephanie was advised by the DA's office not to speak to anyone at the NYPD as there was a formal investigation going on. I also believe that the person who advised her this might have been looking out for her life. I'd like to finish out this episode by telling you about two very recent police attacks on gay bars 
These are bars that offered assistance of some kind to the protesters for Black Lives Matters and George Floyd. A queer bar in Raleigh, North Carolina called Ruby Deluxe was vandalized on a Sunday night. Doors and windows were smashed and a white supremacy emblem was sprayed across the wall. The next day, the owner and his employees came in to protect the bar from further destruction. The kind owner also set up a first aid station outside the bar. He wanted to help anyone that might have been injured by the police during the protest. They were also handing out bottled water and small snacks to protesters who came by. All day long, sheriff deputies were watching the area. And after seven hours of doing the right thing, making sure that the protesters were well taken care of, darkness set upon the city. And once it did, police suddenly decided to raid the first aid station outside the queer bar. So the deputies had been watching the human kindness of the queer community helping protesters, but now they drew their weapons. Riot tactical squads came in and they threw flashbangs. They began shooting rubber bullets nilly-willy. An observer of the situation noticed just how untrained the police personnel seemed to be in crowd control, chaos, and even their weapons and gear. The observer said that many of the riot control police didn't even have their own masks secured correctly, and their bullets weren't aimed at anyone in particular. They just kind of fired everywhere to entice fear and more chaos. Tear gas was released. Police were yelling in the area, Get out! Get out! The game is over! Get out! Did you hear those words? The game is over. Does this indicate that it's a game to these officers? And just what were these LGBTQIA community members doing that was unlawful? They weren't part of any protest. And from my understanding of the First Amendment that covers free speech and the right to assemble, protesters weren't doing anything illegal either. Okay, I get it if a civilian protester and a civilian non-protester get violent with one another, but that wasn't happening. The only thing the people from the bar were doing was handing out bottles of waters and snacks and administering first aid should someone need it. To me, They're the heroes of that story, not the idiot law enforcers who were sent to be violent towards them. I'd say the folks from the queer bar could go after the law enforcement of Raleigh, North Carolina, with a really sweet civil suit. A similar situation happened a few days ago in Des Moines, Iowa, at a gay bar. So several employees of the bar that I'm speaking of, they had backpacks with first aid supplies. In it were things like milk of magnesia. That's supposed to take the sting away from eyes when people have been maced. They had clean towels, bottles of water, and they were outside helping protesters that had been raided by the police. A pickup truck full of police and riot gear jumped out of the truck and aimed guns at the heroes. The heroes were then laid out on the ground and handcuffed, while other police went into the bar and they got everyone out. The police rummaged through the backpacks of the heroes, and they eventually arrested them. They took them to the police station and made them sit there for a long while. Finally, they were ticketed and released. Ticketed for fucking what? Helping a fellow human being? Something needs to be done with American law enforcement. We continue to keep crooked cops who continue to make bad choices. But instead of releasing them, 
we transfer them to another unit or department. And it's absolute bullshit. Many of the bad cops are repeat offenders, meaning they've had formal complaints already made against them, and all they got was a slap on the wrist. They need to be held accountable. They all need to be held accountable. It's like this. If I worked at a donut shop and threw donuts at a customer, I'd be fired. If I worked as a teacher and started poking the kids, I'd be fired. If I were the president of the United States of America and I told the citizens to go drink liquid disinfectants to avoid coronavirus, or I banned the LGBTQI from adopting children, or I let women know that I'd grab them by the pussy, oh wait, I'd still be in power because I'd have the support of groups like the LGBT for Trump and Women for Trump and the good old boys. But that's another episode. The point is, everyone needs to be held accountable for their actions, even those who think that they are entitled to their power. Thanks for tuning in, Warriors. Also, if you have any questions you can think of for me, please email me at beyondtherainbowpod at gmail.com. This Thursday, I'll be doing an interactive question and answer live broadcast on the free app Get Vocal. It starts at 6 p.m. Pacific time. If you can't make it, check the recorded episode on Facebook. It should be available on Friday, June 12th. But if you can make it, I'd love to have you grab a seat on the broadcast with me. Either way, if you can email me some questions beforehand, they don't have to be true crime or LGBTQIA related. I'll also put my email in the show notes. Stay safe out there, Rainbow Warriors. And until next time, remember, it's not a crime to be gay, unless you're a gay shady cop. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.